Welcome to the Stories in Our Roots podcast. I'm your host, Heather Murphy. In this podcast, we dive deep into how knowing the stories of our ancestors can make a difference in our lives today. Discovering our family history is more than a hobby. It is a way to connect deeply with ourselves, those we love, and the world around us. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Heather Murphy. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today's interview is with Emily Aborn, and we talk about her journey as she was able to discover the identity of her birth father. Now, this interview is much different than many of the other interviews. And towards the end, I asked Emily a question, and her answer kind of surprised me. But it really got me to thinking about why we research our family history, whether we are looking for a second great grandparent or a birth parent, we research our family history to better understand ourselves, where we come from. For Emily, her experience researching those trees wasn't to get farther back as many of us do. It was actually to come forward in time and identify someone that was only one generation removed from her. In our conversations after our actual interview, Emily mentioned how burned out she became during this process, these months of collecting these names and dates and information to get to the point where she actually found her end goal of what she wanted. And I also thought it was interesting that she was interested in her family history, actually those names going backward, as far back as the stories went of her grandparents. Here is the interview with Emily Aborn. Thank you, Emily, for joining me today. It is great to have you here and actually talk to you sort of in person. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Could you start by just giving an introduction of yourself? Sure. So my name is Emily Aborn, and I live in New Hampshire, and I am a marketing professional, and I'm also the owner of a women's entrepreneurship organization called She Built This, which is a community of women offering resources and support and inspiration to one another as we go through the ups and downs of building our businesses. And that is a great group. That's how I met Emily. And I never would have met her had she not had to change her approach and put one of her events online. Oh, that's so awesome. So today we're here to talk about your unique experience in learning about your family and your experiences completely different than anybody else that I have interviewed up to this point. Could you tell us kind of how it is that you wanted to find out more about where you come from? So when I was probably nine or 10 years old, I had watched my parents' wedding video like a million times. And I was confused one day as to why I was in the wedding video. And I had like, I I must've been talking to one of my friends about it. And she was like, that doesn't make any sense. That's not like the kids aren't in their parents' weddings. And um, so I asked my mom like why I was in the video because I was four in in it. And she told me that my father, who I thought was my father for nine or 10 years actually had adopted me. And so I think from that moment on, like it kind of like set this little fire inside me that I need to figure out who my real father is. I always thought like looking at myself, my skin is much more like olive than the rest of, or it's darker than everybody else's in my family. And I just have like a different look than people in my family. So I think I innately thought I was like some sort of like amazing, like exotic (laughs) um, (laughs) ethnicity. 
So I was like really passionate about finding this person, but it really started at that age. And my search didn't begin actively until I was like 21 years old. How did that feel? Like, did it matter to you as you're like a teenager growing up? Like, how did that exhibit as part of your life? Yeah. So I, I think um, it initially put kind of a divide between me and my adopted father. Like I felt like we were different from one another, you know, like this was the line in the sand that made us really different. And I know now looking back, like that's not really how family works. Family is also people that you choose and that choose you, but that in my mind separated me from everybody else in my family. And so for me, there was really an internal like disconnect as to who I felt like I was on the inside and who I felt like I was on the outside. So like, there was just like, I, I, the only way I can really adequately describe it is that my head and my body felt like they were completely disconnected from one another. Like I just never could feel good in my own skin, if that makes sense. Because every time I would look in the mirror, there was like this missing half of me. Like I knew half of it, but I didn't know the whole entire story. And that was just like, I mean, that's just like a physical thing, like looking at yourself, but there was a lot of emotional stuff where I, I really worried about like whether or not my biological father was a good person. And was this habit that I had because of him or was this trait that I had because of him? So there was a lot of stuff like that, where I'm like, where did this thing come from? Like, is this because of this person? And is he awful because I did this awful thing or whatever it was, you know what I mean? You had recommended to me like a month or two ago to read uh, Danny Shapiro's book, Inheritance. And that just put a completely different perspective in my brain of like, because part of me thinks, well, it doesn't really matter because it's just biological. But from what you're saying and what she wrote in your book, even though it's biological, it, it still matters. Yeah, I think, you know, I struggle with the nature nurture where I'm like, okay, it is nature, it is nurture. But I really, truly, like, I think after all of this research and after going through it all, I really feel like it's either 60, 40, as in like 60 uh, nature and 40 nurture, or maybe even more skewed to the nature, just because I see so many things now that I've met my biological father, that there is no way that we could have had such similar traits. Like there's just no way we could have had these similar traits, not even knowing each other. You know what I mean? And then there are things in my family that I have no, like the nurture piece that I'm like, I don't feel that at all. (laughs) So I, yeah, Danny Shapiro, I mean, she got really, really lucky because she got like this amazing outcome. And I think it really, really helped her, but she had to go through some difficult stuff in, in that process. So So you said you were about 21 when you decided to start digging into that. How did that process start for you or at that point? So my mom had given me a name of um, somebody that she worked with and I decided I was going to find that person. So I literally like at that time, the yellow pages were still around. (laughs) So I just went through the yellow pages and I looked in um, the area I was born for the person of that name. And I wrote a list of phone numbers and I would call them. And, you know, I didn't say anything when I would call them. I would just like call them and they would answer and I would hang out. <laughs> um, but then once I started to like use Facebook, I would look for people that it would say in the listing was related to them on Facebook. So mm-hmm. yes, I was like stalking people. And I did end up finding two, two of his daughters, like of the actual name that my mother had given me. So I found two of his daughters and I started with them. 
And they said, you know, we've been expecting you for a long time and we're going to connect you to our father. So, and I talked to him on the phone and he's like, I have been anticipating someday you would come around. So I met him. My, my grandmother took me to meet him and we took a paternity test and I like waited and waited and waited. And I was like, this is it. Like, there's no way it's not, you know? And I got the test back in my email. And I remember it said like 0.001% chance. And so instantly I'm like, no, that can't be right. And I was like, what are the chances? Like, what are the possible chances? You know, I'm like looking up paternity test chances and stuff. And it said, no, like there is no chance that this person is a paternal match. That was when I was about like 21, 22 years old. And when I was in my late, or my early thirties, my husband actually got me a 23 and me test for Christmas. And I was thinking like, okay, this is it. Like, this is where it's going to come back with like that. I'm Hawaiian or like something amazing. Um, and it, it was so basic. It said French, English, Irish, like that was just it. It was it. And I was like, okay, where do I even start with this? Because my mom's family is also just French, English, and Irish. I actually had a fourth cousin match on 23andMe. Her name is Philippa. And she really helped me because she was on my mother's side of things. Like she basically taught me how to do the family tree work and work my way backwards. I had my aunt take the test to help weed out the matches on my mother's side. So we could then see, okay, she's related to me on my mother's side because she's related to this person in 23andMe. But all my other matches on 23andMe were like third cousins or further, except on my mom's side. Then I had like all these first cousins. I'm like, come on, people. So Philippa taught me basically what I had to do was take my furthest cousins, like the third and fourth cousins, ask them who their great, great, great grandparents were. And then I built their family trees backwards. And I would just keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it until I had enough information where some of them would start to intersect. And then once you get an intersection, you can say, okay, now who did these grandparents have as kids? And then you can work your way backwards. And so I think we ended up with getting like three or four prospects. And I started looking them up on Facebook and I was like, oh dear, please no. Like, please do not let that be the person. Um, but I, you know, then I think, I, I don't remember exactly how this part happened, but Philippa woke up one night and had like this revelation. She's like, no, we messed up on something. Like we had one of your mother's people in his because French Canadian ancestry is tough. It is so hard because like everybody is, the same last name. And then everybody is like everyone's cousin and brother and sister. And it's just a lot. <laughs> so she woke up and she had like this hit. And then I think the next day we got a second cousin match. Oh, I forgot to mention, I took an ancestry test, a 23andMe test. I bought my aunt a test and I bought one other person a test. So I had spent like $700 on this. Plus I'm like spending money on the ancestry every month, you know? Mm -hmm. So I finally got a second cousin in ancestry. That person, we were like, okay, this is this is the one we need to follow backwards. And then it brought me to two end matches, which I will get to in a minute. <laughs> um, so those matches were ironically identical twins. Oh. And I don't know if I told you that part. No. 
Um, so with identical twins, the problem is they have the exact same DNA. And even if you take a paternity test, it will come back 100% for both. So that was kind of like where I got stuck. And that's when I contacted their sister on through Facebook again. So how long did it take you to build out all of these trees and everything? So my husband got me the test in December and we did not figure out who it was until May of that next year. Um, So it took a long time. I was literally dreaming in like (laughs) ancestry.com family trees, like no joke. I mean, now I dream in like puzzles that I'm working on, you know, but Mm -hmm. I was just dreaming every single night of like those pieces fitting together. This podcast is brought to you by my signature service and one-on-one program, Resilience in Your Roots. Do you find yourself overwhelmed with stressors and responsibilities of life? Increasing your resilience, that ability to get back up when life knocks you down, helps you live your best life. Resilience in Your Roots will help you in four areas to increase your resilience. Self-awareness and self-care, purpose and goals, connections and relationships, perspective and optimism. All as you learn how to research your family tree and absorb the lessons that are contained in the stories in your family. If this sounds like the perfect program for you, jump on a call with me at heathermurphygenealogy.com backslash next step call. Okay, so you've put together all these different trees. You got your second cousin match, and that led you to these two people that were the possibility of your being your father. Yeah, I mean, okay. at that point, I was almost I was more sure than Philippa was. I think at that because okay. I had looked up their sister and seen pictures of them, and I was like, oh my god, like their kids looked like me. You know, it, there was just for me, there wasn't really a question. Um, the sister was really hard. Like I tried to get her to take a test mm-hmm. and she was not really like, I think what they thought was that I wanted money, you know, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like a little kid that is looking for her biological dad and wants money. And I think Danny Shapiro actually went through that same thing where he's like, no, don't disrupt my family. I'm not giving you money. And so you have to really reassure them that like, that's not what you're interested in, you know? So she, the sister never actually ended up taking the test, but one of the brothers was especially like, he was really good about helping me and just wanted me to get the things sorted out. And so I sent him a picture of when I was a little kid and if I think they were all like sitting at Thanksgiving and they saw the picture and they were like, you got to give this girl the time of day, you know, (laughs) like Mm. you talk to her because she looks like us. Ironically, his last name is Hunt and I call it like the hunt. So, you know, it's like the hunt for him. So we, we just talked on the phone a couple of times and then I did meet them in person, like all of them over lunch in, in Maine during, I think his, his paternity tested or not paternity, sorry. He had, he had taken a 23 and test and it came back that it was a match, but still with identical twins, you don't know. The problem was that nobody could remember because they were like at a party or something like that, you know, Mm. (laughs) Um, which is TMI. I know. But I said, why don't you just take a drive through this neighborhood, like where I know my mom lived and I know she would have spent a lot of her time. And he took a drive through the neighborhood and he's like, I remember, I remember everything. (laughs) And so that's how it really like boiled down. So what is your emotional journey as you're putting together all these trees and getting closer and closer to finding what you're looking for? I think it was 
frustrating. And I was asking myself like really why I was doing this, but it was such, it was like a, not just a mystery that I needed to solve, but I also just needed my head to like be on my body. Like I needed answers for myself, you know? And I think once I found it, it gave me almost like more confidence. Like I was like, okay, now I know that I have good roots on both sides. Like I really feel proud of where I come from. And that made all the difference for me rather than just having like this nebulous thing out there. And I didn't really know where I came from. And I don't say that to say that somebody that doesn't know their background can't be confident. It it just, that's what it was for me at that time. Said you were able to meet them. What was that like? (laughs) It was terrifying. (laughs) Um, I think I've only been that nervous, like on my first date with my husband, (laughs) but I was really, really nervous. I was like listening. I remember the day I drove from my, I owned a retail store at the time and I drove from there to meet him for, he's a pilot. And so he stays in this area a lot. And so I met him after a work day um, for a glass of wine. And I just was like super, super nervous the whole way there. And I was like listening to Cat Stevens, like trying to calm down. And then once I, like, it was like the instant I met him, I was like, okay, this, like he made some wise crack, you know? And it was like, before we had even met, I felt like we just like had known each other forever. It was very weird. How has it been since you figured that out? So we do definitely um, stay in touch. Like, I think we have a very good rapport with one another. I'll tell you another thing. And this is something I had to work through kind of for myself too. So when I first connected with him, his wife, she was a little bit uncomfortable and she didn't, she didn't like thinking about her husband's past who does, you know, and, and I don't like that either. And so I would try to really ironically, her name is also Emily, but I tried to put myself in her shoes and like really say to myself, okay, if my husband, Jason came home with this news, like what would my response be? And I think I would have a hard time with like thinking back about other relationships that he's been in. But at the same time, like I really would want to open up my heart and connect with that person because it's a piece of him. And so I think, I guess that's my advice for other people. If this ever happens to you is to keep an open mind about who the person is on the other side, because it's not, you know, it's not 34 years ago. It's today. It's the present. It's a totally different situation. And we've all made mistakes and done silly things. And I think the other thing like emotionally is sometimes I do let it bother me that I am the product of like a quote unquote one night stand. Like sometimes that's very like hard to wrap your mind around. You're like, well, I wasn't even picked. I was just kind of like plopped here, you know, Mm -hmm. but then I really think it through. And I'm like, my mom, she had a lot of options at that time. She was very, very young and she chose to go through and have a baby. Like my mom always made the choice to have me. And my stepdad always made the choice that he wanted me to be his daughter. So like a lot of people have chosen me and I can actually look at it in the reverse. Yeah. So, so we do stay in touch. It's, it's kind of not, I mean, I don't think we're ever going to be like BFFs, but that's, Mm -hmm. that is built up over a long history. And that's what I meant at the beginning when I said your family is really also someone you choose. It's not just somebody that you're biologically connected to. Have you reached, researched out his ancestry as you did all yours to, to find him? Have you looked into his? 
Yeah. So, I mean, just by way of building those trees backwards, I've really found like we've got Russian and German harried, uh, buried in there, which is exciting. Um, nothing, like I said, nothing like Hawaiian. I was really <laughs> something like Polynesian or something, but um, yeah, it's pretty normal, I would say, as far as an American goes, but it was still, it was, again, I was like really, really obsessed and into it. And then once that sort of stopped, like, I know I could teach somebody to do that process for themselves, but would I, am I super, super interested in my own now that I know, now that I have the answers? Not as much. Okay. So more so the researching your family was a means to an end, but getting to know those ancestors isn't as important to you. I would say I love, like, I loved what I went through with my grandparents and hearing, like, when I was digging into all of this, they told me a lot of great stories that I loved hearing. Mm -hmm. But that was a, that was about as far back with the actual real stories that I got to go. So if you were to go back and tell yourself at the beginning of this process, some advice, what would you tell yourself? Um, to keep going and not give up and also not let it define you, you know, like no matter what the answer was at the end, it, it still doesn't define who I am as a person. It is your, it is definitely your roots. We, but back to our nature nurture conversation, we all get the decision. We all get the decision to nurture ourselves and decide like who we want to be, you know? And I think that's part of the title of resilience in our roots. Like we find resilience because of connecting to them, but we can also find resilience by rising above and making our own decisions if those roots are not lovely. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much for talking with me and sharing your story of how you came to understand yourself a little bit better by understanding where you come from. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining me today for Stories in Our Roots. Please help this podcast grow by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing it with your friends. If you have feedback or would like to recommend someone to share their story, head to storiesinourroots.com and fill out the form. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to being with you again next week.